Welcome into Name That News, a new podcast from Odyssey that we hope will be entertaining. And hey, with a little luck, it might even change your life. I'm one of the hosts that will lead you through this. My name is Mark Menard, and with me is my co-host, Zach Clark. And Zach, when I say this podcast might change your life, I mean that in the way that sugary cereals are part of a balanced breakfast, as long as you also include a fully balanced breakfast on the side. Oh, thank God. I was going to say that is an extreme amount of pressure for this little podcast. But I got to say, if we're going to do this with a side of like eight grapefruit, I'm all in. Yeah, if you're already engaging in a variety of other self-improvement activities and also listening to us, well, that makes us part of the equation, right? Yeah, it's a supplement. (laughs) So here's how this works. Zach and I have gone through a week's worth of news and we have pulled out our favorite short clips. We will play those clips for you wildly out of context and then you get to figure out what they're talking about. And Zach and I will play right along with you. So Zach, what you got first on tap? We're gonna start here in Detroit with WWJ News Radio 950. Take a listen. A group of students in Warren facing disciplinary action after they gave several classmates cookies and gummies. So Mark, were those cookies and gummies laced with laxatives? Were those cookies and gummies stolen from a windowsill like Yogi Bear used to do? Or were those cookies and gummies laced with THC? Which one is it? Hmm. All right. So the laxative thing is giving me real American Pie vibes with uh, the coffee and that prank that Stifler plays. And that just seems like a real classic mischief kind of a thing. Um, I don't know if they would be laced with THC. That seems a little extreme. I'm going to go with the laxatives. Mark, welcome to the extreme world of 2023. Those middle schoolers here in Metro Detroit indeed brought gummies and cookies. Wow. Laced with THC. A couple kids had to go to the hospital, though nothing ultimately too serious. But I mean, yeah, that does seem a little hardcore. You know, when we were kids, we were always told that there would be people giving you drugs in your Halloween candy, and I never got free drugs. Apparently, though, in 2023, it's happening in all the wrong places. It figures, though, that, you know, it's not the adults giving away their stash because that's hard-earned money. It's usually the kids that that don't understand the value of a dollar. Those damn kids. (laughs) This next one comes to us from WWL in New Orleans and First News with Tommy Tucker. Give it a listen. It's used primarily in Southeast Asia for increasing the of workers to work out in that humid environment and uh, it's also been used in the past to treat pain so we're staying on the uh, substance tip here what is the miracle substance this gentleman is touting is it a the extract of a tree found in southeast asia b a new synthetic cbd oil he developed or c is it just street level heroin Oh, man. See, like you're talking about things that it could be these days. And unfortunately, because of the horrendous opioid crisis we have, I feel like it's probably just street level heroin. You know what, though, Mark? I got to say, if you told me that there was a new strand, a new strain, a new way to use CBD, I'd be a buyer on that one. I'm going CBD. It's actually the extract of a tree in Southeast Asia is called Kratom. He actually gave it like three pronunciations in the clip. It was like Kratom or Kratom. I don't know how to say it, and I guess he doesn't know how to say it either, but it produces, in low doses, stimulant effects, and in high doses, sedative effects. They use it in Southeast Asia for the workers in the fields to not get quite as tired. How can you be an upper and a downer at the same time like that? May I also point out how glad I am that it is not street-level heroin? (laughs) 
I threw that in there as a curveball, but we're all very glad that it's not street-level heroin. You are up next, my friend. What do you got? Because we ourselves are an Odyssey original podcast, we're going to go to another Odyssey original podcast called Something Offbeat. I've been in the zoo profession over 30-plus years. I've never had an animal situation like what happened. It's totally unprecedented and very, very disturbing. Did the ghost of Harambe descend on the Dallas Zoo? Did a man steal a pair of monkeys from the Dallas Zoo? Or did a man dress up as a bear and pose as an animal at the Dallas Zoo? Well, the ghost of Harambe seems a little far-fetched, not because I don't believe in ghosts, but because it didn't happen in Texas. So I don't think he's migrating. I think he's sticking around uh, in Ohio. May he rest in peace. May he rest in peace forever. Let's see. So the other options were a guy dressed as a bear or a guy stealing monkeys. I feel like stealing monkeys is a really hard business because I don't know that they'd necessarily do what you want them to do. Wrangling monkeys seems like a terrible way to spend your day. I'm going to say because there's no shortage of people with bad ideas, I think it's somebody who dressed like a bear. Dressing like a bear to me would be the worst of the options just because when the other bears figure out that you're not a bear, you might be in some trouble. But actually, Mark, Emperor Cameron monkeys, two of them were stolen by a 24-year-old man in Dallas. And as a matter of fact, you're talking about doing things that are difficult. Not only did he steal them, after that, he took them on the city's light rail system. I mean, I can barely get my child into a car seat. I can't imagine getting two monkeys onto a public transit system. Did he start busking once he was there? Did the monkeys have an act? (laughs) Maybe they were already dressed in, like, nice little outfits, you know? Like, he came prepared for that kind of thing, right? Make some money immediately. But here's the best part of the story. After he was arrested, they were going to let him go, you know, on bond. And he said, if you let me go, I'm going to do it again. So they didn't let him go. (laughs) Well, you know, honesty is always the best policy. At least he was telling the truth. All right, so this next one comes to us from WCBS in New York City. The O.B. Davis Funeral Home in Miller Place received an 82-year-old woman who had been pronounced dead at the water's edge. When staff at the funeral home saw the woman, they realized... What did they realize? Was it A, she was the funeral director's mother who went missing 25 years ago, B, she was actually alive, or C, she had a snake coiled around her from the water's edge under her clothes? Oh my God. I hope it's none of these things. This is horrifying. This is horrifying. And if it is B, I might not ever be able to sleep again because this is one of those things. I don't have like these giant phobias or whatever, but like, could you imagine? Oh, is it A? I feel like if it's A, we've got like this great like docu-series on our hands. I'm going with A. I'm really sorry. You're going to have some sleepless nights. It was B. She was actually alive. Oh! They got her up on the table and realized she was breathing. This is all horrible. But I guess if there's some kind of horrendous silver lining here is that I'm assuming they didn't bury her, right? No, no. They did figure it out before they put her in the ground. So, uh, so yeah, they figured it out when they got her on the table and presumably before they started extracting anything from her body as well. Uh, she was breathing. And so, you know... I guess kind of a happy ending. Oh, man. All right, that's it. One and done podcast. I'm done. I'm not playing this game with you anymore. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, before you leave, you have one more for us. Why don't you hit that on your way out? The best part about this one, Mark, is there will be no answer today. The listeners will play along with us. And if I can survive to a second episode, we'll give you the answer next week. I promise I'm not playing hometown favorites. 
We're going back to WWJ News Radio 915 Detroit. And you know, when you hear this, you'll see why I couldn't pass on it. Take a listen. Brother painted 666. Tom is painted on there. Sheep is painted on there. Even attorneys, I don't understand that part. It's weird. This house is just south of Detroit, and it's painted with all these satanic references. And is one of those satanic references, Mark, Tom Hanks, Tom Brady, or Tom Selleck? Wow. Okay. Um, a lot of NFL fans think Tom Brady's already the devil, so uh, that, I guess, could be a solid option. Tom Hanks, like the nicest guy in the world, that's an interesting choice. And Tom Selleck, I don't know, mustaches are back in. It could really be any one of those. I can't wait to find out next week which one it was. The notion of it being any one of these to me, when you think about like, ah, oh, that devil Tom Brady, that devil Tom Selleck, that devil Tom Hanks. This is why I live here, Mark. <laughs> hey, you know what? Tom Hanks, that would be a great cover for the devil. No one would ever expect the nicest guy in the world. Hiding out and open. Hiding right in plain sight. And that's it. That's how we do things here at Name That News. If you like what you heard, hit the subscribe button, bookmark us on your browser, set a reminder on your calendar, because we're going to be here every single week with a fresh slate of silliness. Maybe even share us with your friends if you're so inclined. And if you didn't like what you heard, come back anyway. We'll try to do better next week. For Zach Clark, I'm Mark Menard. We'll see you again next week on Name That News.